off the ball. Cristiano Ronaldo was offered to numerous clubs in the summer and no deal could have been done. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're joined on the line now, I'm delighted to say, by Alan Mangan, who's the Castletown Gagan Senior Hurling Manager, whose side have just won the Westmead Senior Hurling Championship for the first time in five years. Alan, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, lads. Yeah, not too bad now. Wasn't good this week. It'd never be good. I was going to say, congratulations, first off. Um, People will be familiar with you as a footballer, uh, a Leinster winner with Westmead. How did you end up as the manager of a hurling team? Well, to be honest, I actually played county hurling before I played county football. So it would have been, we would be a very strong hurling uh, area in Westmead. Not so much for the football. I think the only person really before me would have represented Westmead in football would have been Willie Lowry and Paddy Corker. And apart from that, nobody really else played football for Westmead. So we'd be very strong uh, area in terms of hurling. So I would have played an awful lot of hurling growing up and never really played football at Westmead until I was in me under 21 never right. played minor or anything like that so I played hurling the whole way up and then just fell into football then later on my favourite uh, cliche that the hurlers have is anybody can play football who can play hurling <laughs> any hurler can always play football so you're, maybe you're just proof of it took it up at 21 kicked four points in a Leinster final replay to win the game thanks very much no big deal oh Jesus I don't know if you saw the first if you watched the first day you would know that I wasn't <laughs> that good at all uh, very quickly I was carted off after 45, 50 minutes the first day so I got lucky the second day It's good to make amends and good to make amends to this I think yeah. as a manager this is your third county final in the last three or four years is that right? Um, well no it's uh, in 2016 and 17 or 15 and 16 I managed uh, Turs Pass senior footballers in a county final and um, unfortunately we came up against this strong St. Lomas team that are still at at the minute and we got beat, beat, beaten by three, four points the first day and two points the second day. So um, it was third time lucky for me in terms of senior county finals, I suppose. Yeah, well, no harm. So um, you're, you're obviously, you, you see parallels between managing football teams and, and managing hurling teams as well. Is it just is it just about having a clear identity and everybody knowing what their, their job is and making sure that you get buy-in on that? Or are there more specific nuances to it? No, really. I to be honest, I I sort of trained the senior hurling team this year with like I had a great management team along with me, um, but we trained them sort of like you train the football team. It's uh, lots of short sighted games, lots of uh, condition games, stuff like that. So we didn't. I didn't really change it up too much. We were trying to change football drills into hurling drills and vice versa. If it was training football, so um, no, it, it's all about having the right group of lads behind you, and if they're willing to buy into whatever you're saying, you could get the results at the end of the day, which we did. It's funny, Alan. When you when you like, I'm thinking of Mayo and, and teams losing finals, and from Castletown's perspective, they've they've been the bridesmaids quite often in 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 finals. Like looking back to the last couple of years, lost by a goal in 2019, goal after extra time 2020, and then by uh, three points to a Harney last year. As you say, you've mm-hmm. come on board this year, but uh, Clonkill, the, the team you beat in the final at the weekend, like bit of a bogey team I know you played them in the first round of the championship this year and, and lost by, by 10 points so quite the turnaround yeah. to go from a 10 point defeat to winning the, the county title against them well to be yeah true but like the way the season was condensed for us this year we ended up playing um, Sunday and Wednesday before we played Clunkill on the Saturday mm. in the first round of the championship so we had two football matches 
within six days of that first round at senior and we got a couple of injuries um, and then unfortunately Angus Clark in the first game halfway through the game tore his hamstring and he'd be one of our more prolific players let's say and um, we sort of we, we got a bit of a trim in that evening there's no doubt and uh, we sort of started off really bad but we got it going as the year went on and unfortunately the footballers got knocked out in the group stages of the championship and that sort of helped us get a bit of rest into the lads and sort of get, we could concentrate on more training you know To another degree then I guess you had the advantage of having a semi-final whereas <clears throat> Clonkill were, were going that well that they, they were straight to a, through to a final against yourself so I, I know you, you've referenced work rate and stuff in interviews before like did having that semi-final give, give yourselves an advantage almost heading into the, the decider? Well, it probably did because Clonkill, unfortunately for them, had qualified for the for the county final nearly uh, six weeks in advance right. of the final. Like their last game was a dead rubber. I think they played Lachlan Gales, and Lachlan Gales were already out. But like we qualified, we qualified last year through the same route. We played a semi final against Clonkill, and then we beat Clonkill, and we lost the final. So people can say one or the other, but. Clonkill sort of had a long layoff where they didn't have really too many competitive games, whereas we had quarterfinal more or less, albeit but name against Pollard, and then we'd um, Raharney in the semi final. So we had a good run into it, but we got better as the we got better as the year went on. We started off poorly and slowly but surely got got it going, and thankfully got across the line. Long time waiting, and the management team over the last few years were excellent, and just unfortunately they they didn't get across the line, but. We, we luckily enough did. Can I ask you just how, how many senior hurling clubs there are in Westmead at the moment? Uh, there's six in Westmead at the minute. Right. Um, and what happens is you play everybody, top team goes through to the county final and second and third play a semi-final. With six teams, it's like obviously not a massive pick of senior hurlers and I'm sure there are some um, intermediate and junior hurlers who the uh, senior inter-county management team are looking at but like it feels from the outside that there's been something slowly, steadily building in Westmead hurling over maybe the last 10 years, really. But the results in the summer were maybe the best ever at a, at a level that was sustained. Yeah. Maybe it's not the best ever, but certainly in the last 20 years, there was like a proper sense of these games being competitive. The result against Wexford was sensational. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. Do you feel that? Do you feel a part of that at the moment? Absolutely, I was like I was selected with Westmead last year when we won the Joe McDonough with uh, Shane O'Brien, Noel Ark and Paddy O'Neill. Um, I was selected with the lads last year, and there was a great bunch of lads there. Like there's like like anywhere else, we have we have clubs coming in from intermediate and senior B that are producing players that are good enough to play with the county. Unfortunately, the the other structures within some of the clubs is probably needs to be improved. But in terms of a county panel, there. There's some great hurlers in Westmead. There's fantastic players. Um, like we have, like we've Killian nominated for an all, Killian Doyle nominated for an All Star this year, and very surprised that Tommy Doyle wasn't nominated for him. To be fair, at full back, he, he's been excellent all year as well. I've been at nearly all their matches. So, uh, no, there's great structure in Westmead in terms of uh, the county setups and the way they're, they're, the county board are working on improving players and stuff like that. So, with a bit of luck, they might get another really good run at this year and. If they can hold their own for another year, you never know what might produce itself in a couple of years. And is there stuff? Is there enough coming through at underage as well to suggest that this isn't just one group of players who've come through? That actually there's the beginning of a production line. Yeah, absolutely. Like with the under twenties this year, like with with five or ten minutes to go against Wexford in the under twenty championship, um, there was only three or four points in it, and they were well in it, and we lay in a soft goal, and and uh, then 
Wexford sort of kicked on and won by seven or eight in the end. But there's a right good bunch of players coming through. Like I think this year, well, I don't think there was any under twenties um, played championship this year for Westmead. So you have that group of players coming through to challenge Wexford all the way in that under twenty. So if we can get three or four of them to pull through, and we've two young lads playing with us this year that were only under seventeen last year, and David O'Reilly scored four points from play the other day, and Peter Clark scored two. So there are two great um, prospects for the future just coming from our club along with two or three other lads as well. We're, we're probably all guilty um, at the minute, Alan, of, uh, in the media of, of not giving enough focus to the, to the club game and it's probably taken more of a, a front seat, I guess, over the last couple of months given the, the way the calendar has been has been laid out. Like You see so many stories, like I know Niall O'Brien was your, was your captain of the weekend who got to lift the trophy and he probably couldn't be captain the last couple of years because his dad was the manager and maybe didn't want to yeah. pick him as, as the captain. Like Someone who's probably served Castletown for for many years finally getting the moment and, and I can only imagine what it means for the people of Castletown as well to celebrate a win like that so you almost forget these stories in the grand scheme of the inter-county game but, it, but it's brilliant to see moments like that people, the people of Castletown getting to celebrate and Niall O'Brien getting to lift, lift the trophy Absolutely like everyone that knows Pat like Pat was a big reason for us uh, lifting the trophy this year like he trained most of these lads since they were under 12 the whole way up and unfortunately he was there the last three years and they didn't get across the line but we, did, we didn't have to do too much with these lads they were, um, they were well drilled well trained by Pat before we even came along so the the good thing for Niall was that Pat wasn't there that he got to captain the team because Pat would never pick him as the captain unfortunately so he uh, Niall has been one of the best players in, in Westmead over the last 10 years and uh, it's great to see him going up the steps to lift the cup but in terms of um, teams the, the way the, the club has been looked at at the minute I think it's great that um, we're getting a bit of focus on the club scene now like if we didn't play if we didn't play, if we went back to the normal route of things that the All-Ireland final would have been only played a couple of weeks ago and we'd still be focusing on the All-Ireland football final rather than focusing on some of these county finals Do you take any elements of of other managers that you've played under yourself and in, in, into your own management, like the, like even modicums of of Paddy O'Shea's style and management from from those glory days at Westmeath. Like, do, do you do you recall moments and things and team talk styles and that sort of that sort of stuff into your own managerial style, or how do you how do you approach it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, I think um, especially Paddy and Tomas O'Flaherty and Michael Ryan would be three lads that I would really. Um, have focused on and what they were doing over over the last couple of years in terms of me being manager. Um, I would have wrote down a lot of things that we would have done at training and some of the stuff the lads would have said and tried to use them and pretend that they're me on and they're not me on at all. But uh, the the lads, um, them lads were unbelievable. Sure, they were three of the best managers that anybody could ever work under. Um, I think in terms of speeches. I think, I couldn't really use some of the stuff. Sure, didn't party give me a, a charge in one day for being thrown out over the line like a loaf of bread. So oh, I that was you. That. that was me. All oh, right, yeah. Jesus, you're famous. <laughs> that was me for being thrown out over the line like bread. a loaf of bread. So, pardon? Like a loaf of bread. That's an amazing yeah. speech, right? Yeah. So he, uh, I was the one that was on the front end of that. It was about two stone lighter than I am now. So people mightn't recognise me that much, <laughs> but I still hear it. I still hear it to this day. When if you go away for a weekend, someone will surely spot you along the line. Right. Uh, what was that like, actually, when you were <laughs> when Paulie's balling you? Because you know it, the the it comes out the the, the program marooned comes out after you've won something, but you're living in the middle of it, going, "Jesus, am I going to get dropped here?" Like, 
is is this well, is this tough love from Paddy because he trusts me? He knows I'm going to take it right, or is it like well, shit? What's going to happen? Yeah, no. In fairness, now Paddy would always have said, "If I don't rate you, I won't give out to you." Right. So I came off. To be honest, I was taken off. As I said earlier, I was taken off after about fifty minutes of the first day. And I was very poor, extremely poor. And I went away and was thinking, Jesus, am I going to even start the next day? What's going to go on? But when he actually gave me the charge at uh, a training in front of everyone and gave Derek even, luckily enough, he came in after Derek, after me, giving him a, giving him a charge and for not being tight enough. So I sort of got slightly away with it. It wasn't on my own. But I sort of knew he w- that it was going to start the following weekend then because he wouldn't have said anything to me at all. If if he wasn't going to start me, so I sort of had relaxed and trained well that week, and uh, but it was a little bit of a kick in the arse, probably the kick in the arse that I needed to be honest. So um, some things are said for a reason, and lucky enough, I got away with that one. Because like all joking aside, you did play really really well in the in the replay. Yeah, no, I played well in the replay. Played really well. I actually played really well all year, to be fair, leading up to it, and then I don't know, maybe it was nervous got to better me, but it was, uh, and it was also Mark and Joe Higgins and. Probably the best player, apart from Sean Marty Lockhart, probably the best player that I that I ever had marked. Um, no, we're still, yeah, we just lost the, the Skype connection there. That's unfortunate. Didn't I've totally forgotten that he was the, the loaf of bread guy? That's uh, yeah, it's just one of those things you, you forget in the annals of, of history as, as time moves on. But I can only imagine the speeches Paddy O'Shea gave in those dressing rooms, like. Just if you if you can't get pumped up for a match listening to Paddy O'Shea, then I don't think I think we saw the best of them in documentary. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, yeah. At least we got the insight. Yeah, um, um, only for the cameras, you'd be you'd be in trouble because you'd be trying to imagine what what it was like in those dressing rooms. But Alan, that, Alan's back there now. Yeah, Alan, you were just saying uh, Keith Higgins the first day. I think or not Keith Higgins. Um, Joe Joe Higgins was it? You're marking the first day. Yeah, I was marking Joe Higgins the first day, and he absolutely cleaned me out. There's no doubt, like me. And then I had the, uh, I had the audacity to think I was going to take Darren Rooney on down the line uh, with a ball, and Darren left me in nearly in the front row of the stand. So that's where the loaf of bread came out of. He drove me out over the line. So, uh, but listen, apart from Joe, apart from Joe Higgins, Sean Marty Lockhart, they're the two of the best players I ever marked. So I was. I was lucky enough I didn't have to mark Joe the second day. Dennis Glennon was that good the first day. Joe had to go over and pick him up. Yeah, you, you probably had to mark John Keane quite a few times in training, I'd, I'd imagine, as well. And like himself and Desi now in in the Westmead, Westmead senior football job, Like was that were there two lads who you, in hindsight, looked back and said, yeah, they were two leaders in the dressing room and, and probably inevitably were going to go on and, and manage Westmead at some point? Yeah, absolutely. Like um, Probably... Arguably, two two of the best players to ever played for Westmead, if not the two best players, um, and it's great to see them involved. Like it was, it was a massive boost for Westmead last year to get Desi and John involved. The one year, it's uh, it's not too often that you can get two all stars to slip into a a setup the way that Jack got them involved. But uh, listen, Jack did a great job with them over the last few years. They're they're on the up, they're improving every year, and uh, with a small bit of luck, Des and uh, Des and John can bring them on to another level again. It's it's a great appointment. I know from talking to, I'd be very friendly with David Lynch. Obviously, he's from my club, and uh, a few of the other lads. I'd be still friendly with lads, uh, Kieran Martin and likes them, and it, they're really excited about the two lads being involved. And it's great for Westmead that they are. It's funny because um, Michael Dugan's involvement with Offaly, we all kind of pay a lot of attention to what's going on. But what's happened in Westmead GA in recent years, uh, as a dual county, is 
at least keeping pace with what's going on in Offaly, if not outstripping it. Like, obviously, um, the footballers had an incredibly... And I think they kind of actually made the Talton Cup by the celebrations, in a way. Like, the outpouring of emotion that they won a trophy, that that team, and particularly some of those players who are all-time greats, that, like, they enjoyed that so much and took so much from it. It now... It gives the whole competition this huge boost in terms of profile next year. So, I, like, I, you know, you guys are the um, Club Hurling champions. Like, not that there's expectations, but there's an opportunity for you to go on and, and I don't know, maybe do something for the rest of the year as well. Yeah, well, listen, just in terms of the Italian Cup, it's great. It's, it's, a, it's a massive competition. It's, it's absolutely brilliant that, that we have that competition to play for. And the lads are going to go on a holiday and enjoy it, and rightly so. Um, the way the Westmead celebrated it was uh, it was brilliant. Like we were in Mullingar and I remember standing on the sideline or standing on the side of the street looking at it, thinking like there was there was memories of 2004 coming back to how mad it was. Like it was absolutely crazy. And then you have the Joe McDonough from last year as well. There wasn't quite such big scenes, but it was close enough. It was similar enough in in regards to that. And then with us, um, we have to play the Kilkenny champions down in Nolan Park now, and like. We're going to go back training this Sunday morning. We'll give the boys the week to enjoy the week. We'll go back training Sunday morning. And listen, there's not, no one's going to expect us to go down there and win. But we really want to go down and give a good account of ourselves just to prove that Westmead Hurling is in a good place. Not alone just the county team, but the club scene's in a good place as well. And we're hoping that we can we can give a good account of ourselves down there in five weeks' time. And if we, you, you never know if, if Lady Luck shines down this, you never know what may happen. Well, listen, Alan, if you do get any lady luck, it'll be well-deserved. Thanks a million for joining us this morning. You've been great. Cheers. Appreciate it, lads. Thank you. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.